This is the formula. You gotta say this, like when when I saw the Atlanta Formula.com at the Atlanta Formula. Nah, Atlanta Formula has been buzzing. There were good people on both sides. We're the best team out here. Curiosity. You need this your Atlanta Nisha. The formula. We got a very dope guest. I'm riding around the west side every day. Like this real, this real west side, this real, this real Atlanta village. Is it a conversation that needs to be had? That's a big question. Is it really a big question? We'll talk a lot about that formal listeners as it relates to the topic that we'll discuss on the top. That's what y'all doing over there? I, I want to talk a little bit more about old Atlanta. What do you mean? Like, what you mean? Call Enterprise. How does that make you feel, though? They still are important to the community. Teach our children how to move forward. Be inspired. Come back to the core of City, come back to the conversation at the Atlanta Formula. We'll talk about this later on the Atlanta Formula. My name is Greg Clay, one of the co-hosts. Mayors. Zettler the Folk. Shalon B. This is the Formula. What's happening? This is Zettler the Fourth back with you for another episode of the Atlanta Formula. I'm joined by my man, my cousin. Gregory Clay. What's up? What's happening? What's, What's going happening? on, Formula listeners? What's good with it? Yeah, and we, and we got another. Another special guest in the building. My, my envy voice. <laughs> <laughs> my man Oye decided to grace to say Oye is a different of mine. Known yeah, him for a while. On? What's going on, people? What's going on? What's going on? For Oye, you? the man, man. Yeah. Oye, you can't Straight you can't up. have that that Straight chill. Up. Laid back demeanor, man. You got to go at these issues now, man. <laughs> oh, you're so cool, man. So laid back, man. He's like, you know, I'm on the show, man. Giving this content, man. Oh, yeah, you got to, you got to come with the Greg. With the heat. Man, I just like appreciate no to be here, man. I just want to talk, talk to the people. That's all. Man. Oh, indeed. I appreciate y'all having me, though. Hey, indeed. man. Let's get into it, man. We had a gun rally. Yes. Recently, anti-gun rally in uh-huh. Washington D.C. The March for Our Lives. I looked on that screen. MSD. I saw that it was over two hundred thousand. And my question is, like, what exactly? I'm looking at it, and I'm here. I'm, I'm looking at the speeches the children are giving, and I, I I got some things that need to be cleared up, y'all. All right, so we'll, so we'll jump into it, man. I mean, it? I I am a, you know, I'm all for uh, advocacy and activism, and people kind of you know getting plugged in, but I'm kind of up and down on this particular one. So okay. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, I think I know where you're going. But so, go ahead. So what what is it that people anti-gun rights activists fighting for? Because I get, when I talk to people, I think when people say, they, they're trying to fight to take away our guns. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, I'm saying, no, nah, I didn't see anything about them taking away guns. I'm seeing responsible gun ownership, raising the age for people eligible to buy guns, and um, getting rid of assault rifles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing. But gun advocates are saying, no, they're not fighting for that. They're, you take away one thing, they go push to take away another. And they go push to take away another gun. They go push to take another, with another gun till we get to the point where... Nobody is going to guns except the government. And that's what they're scared of. Government guns. This is the fear. This is the fear. And this, this is what drives, like, folks who, you know, NRA, advocates, you know, shields. This is what drives them. So it's the crazy people with guns that do bad things with guns. Yes. You know, and, and that's where I sit on the issue. And so, uh, you know, I am one that's that's for guns, and I'm also for gun control to prevent people from having access to get guns, but um, from from all the places where people can procure, procure things, good and bad, throughout the community, you know, guns and, and bad things are sold throughout communities all the time. Now, I don't think that it's impossible to, to cut off these markets where things can be procured, but, um, you know, I'm a bigger fan, if we're talking about protecting schools, then we put 
uh, metal detectors and, and, and right. pat downs right. when it comes to schools. Things that, that so I'm them. very used to because we most had of the schools yeah. Yeah, that I went to, um, you know, detectors. and the people that we knew that had guns, uh, once they put up the metal detectors, was, you know those guns were outside. You right. know what I mean? They weren't they weren't inside because of the metal detectors. Yeah, but from, you know? from the perspective of those kids, like, I never went to a school that, that had metal detectors. Word? Yeah. yeah. Nah, what nope. city you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in the city. He grew up in the district. Yeah, yeah. In the district of up, Columbia? grew up in a district. Yo, so I, oh, went, yeah. I went to uh, Roosevelt High School out in uh, uh, Greenbelt, Maryland. We okay. That's the same school, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah we My didn't, guy went too. Shiny, Shiny, what's up, baby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so Roosevelt. We, yeah, I've, been, we, I've been to your school. I met your principal. Yeah, I walked your hallways. They had to. Did you see any? You know what I mean? Did you see any detectors? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I wasn't really looking for the. But it's not it was like a non-school day. We were up there like meeting the principal. But it's not something you would. You it's not some kids that age think about. Like hey, most kids, most kids, most kids, most kids in a lot of areas, and because it's reaching out to 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 areas that that don't normally have to worry about something like that, it's, yeah. it's become a bigger issue than than what it once was. So Martin Lawrence, the host of the original Deaf Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. Went to y'all high school. Yes. Oh, and y'all did not have metal detectors. Wait, what you saying? What you saying about Martin? Oh, come on now. Content wise? Boy. <laughs> listen, but no, I ain't discredit. I'm just saying, like, yeah. yo, from an edge perspective, like it gave us our edge. Yo. Like you knew guns were outside the school and what was happening inside of certain schools in Atlanta, like it gave you you grew up a little bit faster. In the environments, and not to say that that was the only variable. Now I can believe that, but is that is that to be celebrated? No, no, not at all, not at all. Mm. I'm just saying it seems like it would have been a more advanced scenario, uh, especially in that area, where um, these types of things were being um, uh, decided upon on a regular basis. Like there were regular decisions every day that prevented guns and certain types of things from happening in. Uh, my K through twelve education life, like every day. So, every day. Killer Mike had a, a speaking, he had an interview with the NRA where he stated, amongst other things, how um, if his daughter was to go to a rally like that, that would be the last time she comes into the house. We are a gun owning family. He he feels that everybody has the right to defend themselves. I look at this rally yesterday. I, I sit here and wonder. We talk about gun control all the time, y'all. Is, is Killer Mike trolling a little bit by doing the the, the interview on the NRA platform? Mm. Is it a, is it a little bit of it a troll? It may be something he legitimately believes in. Yeah, well, well, but, is, is but it because it's on that platform, you know, is it a little bit of a troll of the issue though? It's it's some shock value to be get had from that. It, it was it was strategic, I think, for sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. That's why. I asked but the does Killer now. Mike need to to troll though? Because I mean, he's 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 pretty. He, 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 people he, listen well, to that's, him. Well, that's the thing. Like a troll, no troll necessarily needs to troll, but using that particular platform as a vehicle to use this particular message. That's why I asked the question. You know, I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but using that particular platform at this particular time, mm. knowing that he don't need that, he don't need that platform. Like he has a really solid political platform more than any other. Like that he's that he's groomed himself by using other folks' platform. I think about the Bill Maher interview. Mm. I think about 
uh, how involved he's been in local politics to national politics with Bernie. Like, does he really need to jump on the NRA ways? But but he's he's been speaking on gun rights and Second Amendment rights for a long time in his career. Okay. Like, this isn't something, like, he just started. Okay. He's been doing it for a while. Okay. But here's my question, though. What's the deal with guns? Why, what, is people's, what are people's issues with guns? Protection. So, uh, no, so my okay. thing is protection. So if that's a, that's not an issue, then that's that's a reason to have them. Yes, yes. Got you, got you. So from the perspective of, of, of these kids and and those uh, who are calling for uh, for uh, who are in these marches, right? They're they're not saying, hey, I want to take away all your guns. No, no, no. I don't think any. I don't think there's one person out there. Saying, no, there's some crazy people out there. So I'm not gonna say that. But mm-hmm. no, I think I don't, the, the majority of those people are not out there saying that. The majority of these people are saying, hey. Make it harder for these types of events to happen. Make it harder for make it harder for for these school shootings to happen or these mass killings to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't got no problem with that. Um, I I I believe that everybody should be trained with um, especially if you feel like you need to protect yourself. Because let me tell you something. I got my house broken into one time. Cop came. You know what the cop told me? What's that? Get a gun. <laughs> yeah. Because we're not gonna be here. We're not, not all the time, anyway. And then when you call them, the operator's asking you 10 million questions. Like, if somebody's coming to your door right now, you call 911, you're going to get a whole bunch of questions. I mean, they got to get the information. No, I need not... you to come to my door right now. Okay. I got somebody. I got an immediate and urgent threat at the moment. I don't need to be answering 10 questions. Yeah. And, but so as I'm, I said to say, I'm, I'm not clowning them. I'm just saying that's how it was set up. Okay. So, you you know, protection. So that kind of thing is, is that getting... Is that a part of this discussion that they're talking about yesterday and from the school shootings? Well, I think it's, I think it's tensions different. bubbling over to say, man, we are tired of this type of thing happening in our community. And it is now time for policymakers, for people that are in charge of resources, for people that have or so-called have the public interest at heart to get smart on preventing this stuff from happening. Now, Again, I was in an environment going to school where they had metal detectors. When I go into, last week I went into a certain school on the west side, and before I could get in there, matter of, wait, well, first off, sign on the front door said you got to go through another door because of their security concerns. And when you go through the other door, it's a metal detector. Metal detector right. <laughs> so you have to take off everything off your person and go in there. And so as a guest, right, because I'm used to that type of environment, I'm not like, well, this this is awkward, you know. But once I get in there, I know that the likelihood of a student uh, running down a hallway and and potentially trying to take lives with a firearm are minimal are, are minimized because of the metal detector I just went through. It's true. That's how I feel. So, what's going to change from this rally? What happens now? I think you have a lot of local energy that continues to at least have the dialogue about the frustration. Yeah. But but without the the substance attached to or the solutions attached to these frustrations. So um, even if you got every policy on the book from a, from an access standpoint, you still got, again, those black markets where somebody can, <laughs> mm-hmm. man, listen, man, somebody can walk um, – if you wanted access to, if you had two hundred fifty dollars on you, and wanted access to a firearm, you it's a high it. chance that you can you can go out, leave your house, and come back with one. And that's my thing. You're right. Through policy, you can make it harder for you know the unstable mm-hmm. and the young to acquire guns. But 
I keep hearing guns, 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 but mm-hmm. the issue is it's what's behind it. Yeah. You know, like I said, you, y'all remember that time? I don't know when it was, maybe a couple years ago in Japan in a nursing home. A guy went around and stabbed like 19 people dead, fatally stabbed them. Nah, ain't done. And yeah, yeah, it, it was a story then, but you didn't hear a lot of people talking about banning knives or things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the issue isn't guns per se; yeah. it's the it's the, the violence. Yeah. That, you know the so, Simpsons. You know, you remember that Simpsons episode when they got rid of like all the weapons and the most dangerous weapon in the in the city was like a a board with a nail in it. Yeah, y'all remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what made me think about that. Like, it's like, oh, I don't know, it's a board with a nail in it. Like, it's 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 that type of thinking that says, uh, for me, like, again, it goes back to the people that utilize these dangerous things in a very very evil way. That's the real cause of the problem. But when I go into a school with a metal detector, when I go into the Georgia Dome, you know, where they checking you and checking you twice. When it, when you go into certain nightclub establishments, you know what I mean. Yo, uh, even when you're going through the airport. Yeah, you go right. through the airport. You're like, do I feel safe when I get to the concourse? A little bit because I know that you know I had to take my shoes off. I had to get frustrated with going through this long line. You know why you feel safe? Yeah. Because they made it difficult for someone to get to 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 wherever you're at, to whether it's to, to that classroom or to the concourse or or to that box seat that you you know. That Greg happens to, you hey, know, look, man. You know, I just parlay, man. I just parlay, man. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, they make it difficult for that gun to get there, yes, as sir. opposed to, you yeah, know, the opposite. So, so that I, I think that has to be a part of the solution. And the same uncomfort. Do do I want to walk into a school to try to inspire students uh, when they when they've been going through a metal detector their whole academic life, right? Because uh, you know, because of the concern about guns getting into a school, like you start out from a certain place right. with certain things. And if all schools need them in order for people to feel safe, I'm I'm with that. So before we close the segment, I want to um, bring up something that DJ Paul, and Oscar, award-winning DJ Paul, <laughs> he said something in an interview. He said that um, he is all for owning assault rifles because a financial apocalypse can happen. And if that does happen, if, when that does happen, how you defend yourself and your real estate is going to be necessary. Do y'all buy that line of thinking? It's a lot of movies. Watching a lot of movies. Man, I think it's a TBS special. You know, <laughs> you know, when Patrick, hey man, Patrick look, Swayze is fighting people in the street because look, they parachuting man, into the city. Shit can like, go up real fast. I, I just don't you know think in our, in our Play lifetime. Play the numbers, man. Play the, play the numbers. What's the likelihood of that happening? I just don't think it'll happen. No matter how okay. bad Trump is doing, you know. What's the likelihood of a financial crisis coming to, uh, coming down to the point where you need assault rifles to protect yourself? It's kind of like saying a zombie apocalypse is about to happen. Right. Compared to what's the likelihood of another person that uh, is not well in the head, uh, you know, has mm-hmm. has some issues unbeknownst to, to the people around him going into another school? Shoot people up because he had access to a, an assault rifle. And it's just like the non-military folk that go like every weekend training, like doing mercenary training. Like who are y'all training for? They're training for the end of the world, Greg. But no, no, the well, end listen, of the world. listen. Uh, 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 but again, like y'all training, y'all, y'all the Patrick Swayze fighting, you know, on Main Street, you Ghost. know, people parachuting into the city. Like that's who I'm calling, right? But do I think that's ever gonna happen? No. <laughs> but it could. 
Can we acknowledge that it could happen? Yes. Okay. A, a lot of that's, things, that's all I want but a lot of things man. could happen. If we operate in the realm of could, then, <laughs> in, in, in a realm with infinite resources, yeah, I believe it. But again, it, you know, for for firearms' sake, from a protection sake, uh, I don't see why you would ever need an assault rifle unless. Um, Unless, uh, unless you know the the world is coming to an end, and and your neighbors yeah. are converging upon your house to take Bruh. your snacks. But that's the space you know? from which gun advocates are fighting from. That's their mentality. That that's what you're going up a, against. A lot more other things have to happen before they say Zettler's the only guy on the street with food. Like when you see it coming, you like, should I curve all this other stuff to get an assault rifle? Like you're gonna see that coming. You, you can't know? just have all right, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we gonna run out. Of, you remember we were like running out of gas on the south side. Like I was literally thinking, like if we could run out of gas and the stores could stop, you know, getting food, like then you need to go ahead and stock up. Yeah, like people walk around like, how much you got in your tank, cuz? Because I got to get to work. <laughs> like that was one of the times where I was like, man, like. We, yeah, this is interesting. Like we hey, ran out of, real tough. Like, there's hey. no gas anywhere. Hey y'all, we got we, we got to wrap this up, man. I'm getting I'm the getting the cue. Out. I'm getting the cue from the producer. But next we go talk lines about everywhere. NCAA tournament, Facebook coming. Well, NCAA tournament in Atlanta, Facebook and they issues and um Something why this girl can't take her pops or why pops can't take his girl to the prom. Yep. This is the Atlanta prom. Kneel before my slingshot, puny earthling. Well, I guess my first wish is to get rid of those awful aliens. Ah, he's got a board with a nail in it. And save humanity, will ya? Run, Kodos! <laughs> well, Kang, it seems the Earthling won, did they? That board with the nail in it may have defeated us, but the humans won't stop there. They'll make bigger boards and bigger nails. Soon they will make a board with a nail so big it will destroy them all. <laughs> and we're back. This is uh, Greg Clay, and we are talking about a number of different things on this fantastic episode. On the break, we learned, nothing. before we jump into something or nothing, we learned that AR does not stand for assault rifle. It actually Contrary stands for, belief. yeah, Armalite rifle. Uh, named after the folks that I guess uh, manufactured it, and so as you continue your conversations about guns, uh, don't get caught with saying AR is a assault rifle. Not that we said it. I just want to make sure that you take uh, a nugget of information away from this conversation. Yeah. And so, uh, again, the home of the uh, <laughs> I see the folks <laughs> crowd is happy. Uh, <laughs> again, our home of the content is uh, theatlantaformula.com. Uh, be sure to hit us up with questions, comments at uh, theatlantaformula at gmail.com and uh, the social media handles at the Atlanta Formula. Indeed. Indeed. So what we got is that, man. All right, so we're going to go through this something or nothing. Our dear, dear friend Shalon ain't here to give us the sound effect. Mm. But uh, maybe maybe Steve can splice that in. I don't know. Shout out to Shalon. Shout yeah. out to the boy May. Yeah. Around the studio with us. Shout out. Shout out. Pew, pew, pew. Shalon, yeah. She says we miss it so you much over <laughs> Hey, yo, so um, first topic. NCAA tournament is in town this weekend. Yes, it um, is. Do we care? We no. Should. Why don't we care? It's because they're exploiting 
<laughs> Body of oh, there's a broader conversation that you know should we care about the NCAA? Now let uh, me say this: so I'm a, pay the players. I'm, I'm a fan of the sport when I have something involved in it, and clearly my team is still rocking and rolling. So yeah. you know I enjoy it. it's pure entertainment for me. Pure, pure, pure nothing. You draw nothing of meaning from it. Zero, zero. You so you look at sports and completely detached from it. And f- listen, I have become sports a, in general. A, nah. Yes, I have become a pure entertainment consumer based off of my frustrations with uh, the uh, sports industry. Yes. Uh, my equitable frustrations with the sports industry. Yep. yep. Yo, so wow. pure I, entertainment. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the NCAA? Um, the NCAA itself? Nah, I, I feel like I feel like the rest of the, probably the rest of the country feels like crooked, pay the players. But as Yo, far as players tur- should definitely get paid. But as far as this tournament goes, I'm enjoying my. I'm enjoying. It. <laughs> Yo, that, I'm enjoying it. Players don't even have a union to represent. Like it's they still their kids that are it's getting child labor. Right? They are getting <laughs> money is being made off but the backs of these kids. kids. Hey. It's like child labor. Child labor. Okay. <laughs> you're okay with that as long as they entertain you. Oh, no, as long no, as they no. can do a song or dance. No, sure. sure. I'm just saying advanced. your point is your point is taken in agreeance. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm saying that you okay, they should have a union, but they're still kids. I mean, they're 17, 18, 19 year old kids out there hooping, trying to realize it, hedging off their dream to one day get paid LeBron money, you know, paying money to they, get they're about to, NBA. They're about to do away with that one and done yeah. rule. I think they're gonna. I think they were talking about uh, making like a uh, propping up the 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 D league. D league. Yeah, 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 I think that's a great way to call uh, the bluff on a lot of people that um, speak about the NCAA and it not being a farm. It's really there to uh, educate people, and 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 sports and athletics is an extracurricular activity. I really see this as a, it is not. It is a business. I really see this mm-hmm. as the NBA trying to like. Step away from that, uh, from the, uh, the, all the controversies that NCAA is going through right now. Mm-hmm. But but they immediately become if you establish the D League, they immediately become a uh, a competitor with the NCAA farm. Uh, NCAA will lawyer up. Uh, they'll lobby against. They'll call their friends. You know that they either see in a golf course or you know at the fifty thousand dollar plate political dinner. They got a they lot say, of resources on yeah, the side. Yeah, they say, hey, mm-hmm. hey, Zetler, why you want to start the D League, man? We making all this money on the NCAA because they know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, come so, on. So now. wow. So so you basically well, I, ain't, I ain't gonna put words in your mouth, but do you feel like this operation? How long is this operation gonna continue? The NCAA? Yeah, and the, and the way it currently runs. As green as the money is. As green as the money is. When, see, money, the, when money stopped being uh, green. <laughs> see, that's why I can't just watch this tournament. I mean, I, I, I obviously enjoy the competition on the floor. You yeah, know, you're seeing yeah. the highest quality. Yeah. You know, they're getting after it, but I can't help yeah, but I've just evolved into a different type of fan um, because of what, what the outcome has been for communities and the disparities in communities, right? So... You know, 20 years ago, of course, college basketball was different. You know, basketball is the same because basketball has been the same sport it's been. But when you look at uh, still the numbers that's supposed to mean something, how many kids are graduating? When they graduate, what are they doing? How is it impacting the economy? How many, How is it impacting the black community? How is it impacting uh, kids and their aspirational dreams uh, as it relates to sports? You know, like it. it's not being presented as this extracurricular, let's go to college, let's hoop. It's like, 
hey, if I don't dribble this ball and put it in this basket, like I'm done and I have no other options. And I think this type of system continues to perpetuate that perspective. So what you're saying is that instead of teaching these kids like, hey, you know, I can I can make all your dreams come true. All you got to do is come to my school, play ball for me. Mm-hmm. They should be teaching these kids like, hey, there's more than just, just basketball. Yeah. But you can also come play for my school and make me some money. <laughs> yeah. Even if you yeah. only want to stay one year, you can just go to class yeah. for the first semester, second semester, you did not even got to go to class. Yeah, if if I've been if, some- if I'm in the 10th grade, right, and I say I want to be a professional basketball player and I'm looking at my options, right? And there's a D League, NBA D League in front of me versus going to UCLA. That kid is going to the D League. Yes, he is. Right now, NCAA is gonna give you that stage, but if D League becomes just as popular, you know people people want to watch the D League tournaments and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to, and you got the the spinoff industries with the rankings and all of that spinoff endorsements, everything that and comes the NBA with. Can and, do it. and just Man. from a basketball developmental standpoint, you're playing against pros. You know, so if you're trying to get to the NBA, that pipeline, you know, will help you, will serve you more. Than playing against other 18, 19 year olds who may not make the league. I mean, yeah. and who all, uh, all, all they're doing is playing basketball. They're yeah. not going to classes. To yeah, exactly. Assuming that these college athletes were all, all, always going, they're right. going and to classes. And so yeah. you take the student out of the athlete, right? And so if you say, I want to be a And they're getting paid. Yeah. And so you still have this avenue for those folks that say, well, they should go get an education. Okay. You still got this avenue to say, um, you can still be a student athlete playing for uh, North Carolina or playing for University of Kansas. But, you know, what type of caliber talent will now be going to these college programs if, in fact, you have this option? If if your end goal is to play professionally, some kids don't want to play professionally. Some kids want to be involved and be in the mix Right, they grad, they go to school, they graduate, and say, you know, it was fun while it lasted. If we got a chip, we got a chip, you know, because every national championship team, all players don't go to play at nope. the next level. You know, they go, they get their degree, and then they go, maybe uh, get their degree, and they go and do some other stuff. But it's fun while it lasted because it's college. But when it's your life, then it's different. You know, can you imagine the backlash uh, that, that the NBA is going to receive about how they're promoting kids not going to school? Oh. You know, yeah. I, I believe that that's going to happen. Be, yeah, but that's sure. but that's going to be their opening argument. But their last, like, I, I don't think that there's really this care that Greg balling out of control his freshman year. Um, and I really want to see him graduate. That that's clearly not, at least for me as a, a entertainment type consumer, right? That doesn't appear to be the aim at all for the last at least twenty years from where I from where I sit. Next, Facebook has been in a bit of hot water this past week. It was recently revealed that um, Facebook um, advertisers helped, well, helped Russia put Trump in office. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, that's your president. And after a few days of silence, Mark Zuckerberg came out and apologized and, you know, talked about how data, you know... That privacy, even though we know it's a concern, you know, you shouldn't be worried, this, that, and the other. Y'all, is this something or nothing, y'all? I think it's nothing. Really not? <laughs> All your data in the hands of of an organization Listen, that man. sells it to people who 
target there, there isn't a single advertisement. There isn't a single method of media strategy that's going to get me to vote for Donald Trump. Nothing. You can know how many people I called and when I called them. You can know how many pictures I like. You can know, you know, my address. You can know my profession. You can know where I went to school. You know all that. So Yo, hold, hold. it don't matter. Hold, but it's nothing that you're gonna send me from the data that you pick up on me to say, yeah, Greg likes this with that with this. Let me send a catered Trump ad Greg, to Greg. Greg, it's, it's, it's not for you. It it, it, it what that what they collected all this data and they realized, hey, Greg's not gonna vote for Trump. Eh. I'm not worried about him. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about that cat right there sitting in that chair, looking at Facebook, reading these articles, who's not sure, who's on the fence, who who's easily swayed by hate speech and hate jargon, uh, you know, things easily like that. He, so he's going to be pro-Trump. Like, no, if, he's not pro-Trump. He's not pro-anything until he's until someone pushes him. Oh, I get what you're saying. I got you. I got you. I miss I miss. Listen, he... he Yo. It doesn't mean any like if you got a voter, undecided voter, and then they hear the soundbite of, of President Trump. Here's my big kicker, man. It's like here's my huge kicker. You hear the President Trump uh, soundbite of grabbing women by their whatever's like Genital. all other reason. Boom. Yeah, all other reason <laughs> should go out the window. <laughs> like that's my that's my argument that I start with. I don't care how much money the man I made. I don't care how successful he is with doing whatever with whoever, doing whatever. Like, if you want to be the president of the United States and I hear that sound bite, I'm like, no deal, bro. But to me, it's bigger <laughs> than, like, Trump being in office. It's yes. about what they use your data for. They take your data and they can give it to anybody to use to, to do to whatever deliberately they yeah. target you. Like it, like insurance premiums. Um, You post a status wearing a Fitbit. You know, they can send that information to insurance companies and they can see if you're a client and they can adjust your premium accordingly. But if you this got your Fitbit, then that should be a, you should get a better rate, right? Well, now, yeah, if, now if I'm taking yeah. a whole but bunch of pictures with malt liquor and partying and my insurance go up $100 <laughs> because I'm a risk, now, no deal, Mr. Facebook. But like, that's, that, that's what's going on. <laughs> All right, so. I, this, stuff, this stuff is what's going on. That, yeah, this, is that what's really going on? Hey, that, it, that's, that's what the, the argument is saying. The is about no, no, the data. They, yeah, they're they saying that, that, that could happen. they saying that could happen. What would stop it from happening? What would stop it? That's the question. What would stop that from happening? There is no checks against that. No. For all we know, that they are doing that for what we know. So, all right, so uh, it was brought to my attention uh, um, last night that some of the uh, data that was taken from Cambridge Analytica was used um, to promote um, uh, anti-Muslim thoughts or thinking in uh, a country of Myanmar, which is right now they're they're doing a lot of, there's a lot of genocide going on over there Mm -hmm. um, against uh, Muslims. And things like that can happen where... Mm. Um, uh, a company collects all this data on, on on these people. All right, they say, all right. Well, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're borderline thinking. <clears throat> let me go ahead and uh, uh, promote this hate speech, or let me sell it to whoever who uh, who's, who wants to promote hate speech. All right, they put out a couple of hate ads based off the data targeting you, mm-hmm. and you you see that and you're like it just eggs you on, and now you go out. Mm-hmm. And take out a couple hundred. I mean, but it also goes to the medium, right? And so those ads that we speak of, mm-hmm. that information, right? And Facebook ain't the only one doing it either. Yeah, Amazon's it, doing the same yeah, thing. So, Google, but, but I mean, Google. Google. So, I so mean. it shows up every time you open your laptop or go on your phone. You're seeing these ads, right? I think that people receive information um, mm-hmm. in a number of different ways: conversations, 
podcasts like these, um, you know, forums that you might go to. Like there are these other points of access to information where this type of stuff becomes in that mix, but I don't think it becomes this tipping point of how people view the world. Like the the ads that I see and the Facebook posts that I digest and the stuff that served to me through Facebook, it doesn't determine how I see the world. How much you know my news my my timeline on social media, it might have my attention, but it doesn't dictate my view on like gun policy. You know, no, all the, it, the, the other avenues of where I get my information, you know, being down at City Hall is how I get my perspective of how the city's being run. You know, it's it's just different. But you shouldn't say that you're. Uh, you shouldn't be uh, disillusioned to the to the idea that. Those ads don't sit in the back of your mind and and help to influence decisions uh, decisions later on. Like subconscious uh, mind. If you see if you see images Rick. of a particular watch, often, hey, you may not be in the market for a watch right now. But if you keep seeing the, the, the images of a particular watch, mm-hmm. all right, and then you go to a a store and you see a watch that's on uh, for sale, and you're like, nah, that's not what I'm looking for. Nah, it's, this is not what I'm looking for. Blah blah blah. All of a sudden, you see something that looks very similar, if not the same exact thing as what those ads that 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 were that was that are sitting and, in your subconscious in a loop. Just you seeing, and all you're like, the time. oh, let me get that. I, I mean, I, mean you, I, I get it. Like market you think that it don't exists. affect you, but it, it but it does. It affects everybody. You see, you see one thing enough time, it's, it's go it's go seep in. So I see both some poverty and blight and gross <laughs> inequities. I see that all the time, <laughs> and that certainly influences my perspective. Like driving through the haves, the have the the have the have less and the have nots. I see that all the time. How often? And do so you? I don't need Mister Facebook. Send me an ad so I understand blight and trash and poverty. But how know? often do you see an ad or an article pop up on your feed about poverty uh, and, and, and all but that? But that's what I'm saying, Oye. Like, that still doesn't influence how it, I rank what what's it, influencing me at the time versus, like, driving through the city streets. It's not so much influencing you as, as opposed to, it's like, it's encouraging what your, what, what your, what your thought process it seems to be like. So it just pushes you further and further down that, that 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 path. I guess the stuff I see in real life is like a candle in the sun compared to a Facebook ad that I see, or you know, a video that go viral. I don't know, Zach. What you? I mean, you sitting back on the issue? What you think? I think it's dangerous to to yield so much of your information to a a, a, a man organization that hasn't shown that they will do what they have to do to protect it. But you opted and, into and, Mr. Facebook. And, 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 you went and saw Mr. Facebook. Well, well then why are people on it? That's what, why, I mean, why, so, why are you on Facebook if you know this? I mean, exactly. You opted in to say, hey, Mr. Facebook, take all my information. It. But, but they, they it's don't not know like it. they're telling people you don't know it. They're not telling you. Right, right. They don't, so not, I'm relying upon Mr. Facebook to keep me safe? We not, walking through the hood with Mr. Facebook like, hey, man, like I done gave you all this information. How much information is worth sharing to give out? Of your information, they, they got that's ri- that's ridiculous that I'm relying upon Mr. Facebook to keep me protected. It's not safe. about relying on Facebook to keep protected. It's about if you're sharing all this data online, they're using it to make money off you. This wasn't like a part of the. That's contract. what they in for. Yeah. How you think? Okay, unless well, Facebook hey, charging you a subscription, I don't see why folks would use fee. Facebook at this point, knowing all this. But I mean, folks go continue to use it. 
Because folks got to contact their cousins, which that argument never made sense to me. Because if you need Facebook to keep in touch with your family, y'all ain't much of a family to begin nah, with. Nah, Shawty. Social keep- media is a... There are some upsides to connecting with people and staying yeah. connected with people and content and what's going on in their social media. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah, like, man, Facebook like, doesn't add like, one single value to my life. Not a single value. If I never had Facebook, my life wouldn't change. Man, I use it for a calendar. I think it's a it's a <laughs> definite, so definite <laughs> plus when it comes to certain things in the realm of now. Nah, I think it's a plus, man. <laughs> like, All right, next. I ain't with like Mr. Facebook. You just kicked Mr. Facebook out. <laughs> yeah, man. I ain't See you later, Mr. Facebook. Next, Atlanta. <laughs> the city of Atlanta was hit by a ransomware attack. Um, it happened, and how, I'm still not quite sure how it's impacting the workers. Greg, fill me in on this, because you was, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not a hun- I'm not a hundred percent, but I know that people went to work and couldn't turn their computer on. And when the last time you went to work and got anything done without your damn computer? I mean, like, you can typewriters. I mean, I heard folks were looking for the typewriters. Yo, so you know, is this like, what really happened or something else happened? And this is what was told us. Because, I mean, you have outages all the time that happen at the airport, but something else happened. Like somebody hacked them or something. But they don't, don't want the information getting out. Man, I, I'm of the opinion. I think it's definitely something because, you know, like... So cities are high reliability systems, right? Right. Gov- government and systems of governance are high reliability systems. You don't expect that stuff to go wrong. And because you have high reliability systems, now running city hall every day ain't like running the airport every day, right? So if you got a number of redundancies and contingencies, all that type of stuff at the airport, I don't expect for you to have as many at city hall, but shout it like this is what IT departments are for, ain't it? Like, yeah. I, I, help me. Like, and whatever you, happens, and I'm not an IT guy, but maybe for them to listen, y'all can help me out. For everybody in the <laughs> IT world, before everybody get to work and everybody leave, after transactions are completed, businesses conducted, like, the IT department doing something rather than help you remember your password to the doggone uh, email, Right. If if you're a city, if you're on a city payroll, you don't expect stuff like this to happen. Man, you I, if you if you expect high reliability systems to be highly reliable, you don't, you don't <laughs> expect. Word. No, I mean that's why I think that these types of things exist. The types of things that I look at and walk by and read and people titles and roles who you never understand, <laughs> you only understand their importance when they can help you get into yeah, the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, hey folks, the printer not working. Like help help me out. <laughs> Like and I'm not diminishing those types of roles. I'm just saying like the the point three percent of the time that you helping me, I know that there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you're doing in order to prevent this type of shit from happening, and clearly not. Uh, so, I mean, no, no system is perfect, dog. No, no, no system. No S- stuff happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No system can't be hacked. Yeah, that's true. No system can't be hacked. But so. I thought that's what you get. You pay folk the big bucks for that do certain things to the what's the call it with the who's a who with the, <laughs> you know, so this type of stuff don't happen. Come on, no, you, you, happen, yo, man. You, you pay them to to mitigate the risk. But the reason it, why it I'm not here for it, eliminate. the reason why I'm not here for it is the same reason when the airport shut down, nobody was there for that. People were like, yo, why and how is the airport shut down? Because <laughs> no one wants to think about the the processes behind it. They Bruh. just want to. They just want. I want my food on the table. I don't care how it's cooked. 
I want it on the table and I want it now. And like, you know what? You know who, what restaurant managers do to make sure that food is there? Make sure they have they the food. They order in advance. Right. <laughs> they <laughs> pay. They pay people that they don't like. That mm-hmm. cuss them out all day. They got you know the what I mean? They right. got these. They got these nodes of transportations and logistics, and inve- they got all these types of to make sure redundancies. Say Cisco can't green the truck over here. We going over to the Publix to make sure Oye get his asparagus. All right, and then you what happens? Like, but what happens when the, the the gas oven goes out, or or, or the uh, the electricity goes out, something like that? Things happen where you all you could do is is try to like. Uh, but that's uh, why they got get gener- things back running. That's why when the electricity go out, some place they got generators. Oh yeah, some places you when the light go out at home, you go down to the town square because what they got generators. I'm just saying that for for my brothers and sisters in the IT world, I understand that things happen. But when you are dealing with high reliability systems, ain't that why they pay IT folks the big bucks? I mean, that, I'm imagining that all of that stuff is the reason why, like. You know, the updates, the protection. Like, your job is to guard the gate to make sure that when Mr. Ransom shows up with Mr. Facebook, <laughs> Ransomware, <laughs> you're like, hey, get on the ground, bro. Like, and, you're ready and I, got my, I got my partners with me, and it's showtime. You're not getting in here. But when people say, hey, folks, we showed up to work, and we could not only could we not log in, we, they said, hey, it's so bad. Don't turn your computer on. Bro, oh, yeah, listen, you show up to your job. And they say, hey, folk, don't even turn it on. <laughs> How bad has it gotten? The bottom's falling out. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Just as a public service announcement, if uh, you're in the city of Atlanta, <laughs> please check your credit report uh, just in case because they might have uh, hit other <laughs> maybe they, hey, look, <laughs> hey, look, maybe they fixed some of the water bills. <laughs> Jesus. Next, the Boy Scouts and the Atlanta Archdiocese oppose a Georgia bill that is slated to expand rights for sex abuse survivors. This bill will extend the statute of limitation, statute, not statute, statute of limitations for survivors by 15 years. But the Boy Scouts and the Atlanta Archdiocese ain't here for that because they said expanding this, you wait 20, 30, 40 years before you bring a suit, you'll make it very difficult on a defendant to defend himself. Is this something or nothing? Oh yeah, I'll let you start. Um, in you know, in all honesty, man, I think this is something. For um, sure, I, uh, sure, I agree. Too often, um, have the sins of, of, whether it be the the church, uh, what particular church I don't know, uh, Catholic church, I guess you could say, yeah, uh, and um, other officials in in high positions, uh, uh, in like the Boy Scouts and things like that, who are charged with um, raising up young men. Or raising, you know, and teaching these young boys something, mm-hmm. or but instead are being fondled, abusing them, uh, you know, to 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 say the What's least. Wrong with these folks. Uh, too often are they? Is it being like? Sh- are they being shielded from it mm-hmm. from, from the, the the consequences and the and the repercussions? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, hey, you know, this one guy. This one guy, Charles, he, he, he oh man, what's wrong with him? Uh, he's, he's, he's on some other stuff or whatever. Let's go ahead and just, just, just get him out the church, you know, just, just get him away from the kids, stuff like that. And now the church is not seeing any, any kind of, any kind of, any kind of consequences for us. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Yeah, it's been a common complaint for years. Um, this kind of abuse happens and it's a, it's a blind eye turn to it. Um, my thing is, if, if 
there are boys who are claiming 20 years down the line that somebody, you know, fondled them. Why wouldn't you do everything in your power to vet, I mean, to, to, to champion what he is complaining against? I mean, this, we're talking about, like, I think this society in general tends to not pay much attention to, like, pedophilia, for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens, but it's like, ah, uh, they turn their eye to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Because it's benefiting somebody. Right, right. So I guess the fear is if they do extend this um, limitations, then they're gonna realize that hold up, they it's it's a, it's a whole bunch of skeletons. Yeah, that I think it's on. I think it's disgusting the notion that says that um, we we don't want to be in this scenario because it it could be detrimental to the organization. And if your organization crumbles because y'all you know coveting. A whole lot of pedophiles, then shot it's it's it meant, to fall. It's meant to go off the cliff Jeez. and crash and burn. So like, you, you protect and, I'm sorry, and, and, and okay, so okay. while I I think that like organizations like the Boys Club are great organizations, right? They mm-hmm. they have great principles when it comes to youth development, youth leadership, you know, great, great scenarios of just principled things that youth can benefit from. But if it is a web system where it's taking advantage of young folks that did not have the courage to speak out way back when because it was a system of, you know, I'm a young person. I just don't understand what's going on here. Like, it's tough, man. And, and in reading the article, you know, I, I understand the the legal side or the defense side of the, of the organization that said, um, you know, we don't know if we'll be able to survive uh, the the scrutiny if we open the gates for 20, 30, 40 years down the line, people to continue to tell their story, like, but that shouldn't be the, that shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem at all if the if your organization, the people in the organization got to fess up to this, there shouldn't be a statute of limitations on it. it. I think it just goes to show that we've got to, as adults now, make sure that we Put youth in the environment to where they do and can speak out, you know. Because because uh, if you wait thirty years, you could be ending up with some bullshit like we're looking at now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's bullshit, and it's unfortunate. I mean, you know, you, you see so many protests against the NRA, and you don't see any protests against uh, what Nambler. Y'all heard of that? Y'all heard of that shit? North American Man Boy Love Association? No. Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah. It's 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 out there. It's an association that I think we should have been briefed on rights. that before the show. Uh, to mention it. I don't know what that. Uh, I've never heard of it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of folks have. And but it's but this kind of stuff that North American Man Boy Love. What yeah, the it's hell crazy. is that? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> In fact, no, brother, man, here, have two. Two dollars means a snack for me, but it means a big deal to you. Be strong, serve God only, 
know that if you do, beautiful heaven awaits. That's the poem I wrote for the first time. I saw a man with no clothes, no money, no plate, Mr. Wendell. That's his name. No one ever knew his name, cause he's a no one. Never thought twice about spending on an old bum until I had a chance to really get to know one. Now that I know him, the giver money isn't charity. He gives me some knowledge, I buy him some shoes. And I think blacks spend all their money on big colleges. Still, most of y'all come out confused. Go ahead, Mr. Wendell. Go ahead, Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell has freedom, a free that you and I think is dumb. Free to be without the worries of a quick to this society, for Mr. Wendell's a bum. His only worries are sickness and an occasional harassment by the police in their chase. Uncivilized, we call him, but I just saw him eat off the food we waste. Civilization, are we really civilized? Yes or no? Who are we to judge? When thousands of innocent men could be brutally enslaved or killed over a racist grudge. Mr. Wendell has tried to warn us about our ways, but we don't hear him talk. Is it his fault when we've gone too far and we got too far? Cause I'm him we walk. Mr. Wendell, a man, Next. a human in flesh, but not by law. <laughs> Yo, wow. Next. Like, what the times we live A school forbids a father from taking his daughter to the prom. They should. Why is he taking her to the prom? She can't find a date? That, well, so she says that, you know, she she's really upset. She said, I don't want to take another person because... I want to go with my daddy. My dad, yeah, basically. Daddy's girl. Daddy said, you're the best man I know, and I don't want to take anybody else. I want daddy my dad to Daddy need to, to sit me. daughter down and say, hey, What's baby the problem girl, with that? Baby bruh, girl, daddies ain't supposed to go to proms with their daughters. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> Find you somebody to go to the prom with. Bruh, bruh. Really That's what daddy should have wow. said. Wow. Daddy, daddy, wow, don't, listen, daddy, don't, listen, no, there are plenty daddy-daughter dances. Yes, there are, yes, right? you're right. Daddy-daughter dances for you to to show the public that you love your daughter, and y'all gonna go out along with other fathers, and in solidarity, oh, no. y'all are gonna celebrate the joys of being a father uh, to a daughter. I'm not saying the issue but with But proms? I'm not are, saying the issue with it. Shout it. I'm really not seeing the issue with you sitting at the bar, the punch bar, with all the other folks <laughs> looking weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, this, so, oh, that's the access thing. Hold on, so, you know they go back to the to the gun conversation we were having earlier, formula listeners. Like the metal detectors should should weed out dads from coming into the proms. Like that's just a recipe for. for now you are gonna have somebody crazy oh, in there. Yeah, man. I want to go to the prom. <laughs> to you know, be all creepy around all the other man. Come on, man. What's the what's the what's the, I feel the, the her per- sentiment. All right, so the purpose I feel of, her sentiment. The purpose of the prom is for um the youth, um, once they've hit a certain milestone, a certain age, to celebrate um their uh entrance into adulthood. It is. I think <laughs> it seems like it Man, I was waiting for the purpose. I guess it is. I don't know. Wait, but do you just know the, went to get flying. Yeah, I mean, what, it, but you, you, you're celebrating something, right? What, what else are you celebrating aside from the fact that you're about to graduate from school and, and you know go on to be an adult? That we get dressed up. It's like our black tie. You it's know, your, it's a, it's, you, it's a, you get it's clean. A, yeah, it's your, it's your gala. Right a car, gala, or gala. You know, however you want to get dropped use off. It. You feel special. I get you. Yo, yeah. so so the school you, said that the reason that dad couldn't take her was because they. Prom dates may be no younger than the ninth grade and no older than twenty years old. So it's it's an age thing. Not twenty. Yeah, you can't. Why can't that be like nineteen or eighteen? 
It should be 18. Hey, man, y'all, y'all, know, y'all know senior girls back had older boyfriends. It happens all the time. Yo, so I remember. That is, yeah. That's not an excuse. Can't, can't take it to the prom? All right. Hey, but you have celebrities and athletes um, who escort um, high school people to prom. In other places, what's going uh, on? When? Yeah. When have? What? What? When did this happen? No, imagine like you know, if you're 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 a star football player, yeah, Alabama, and and you got a a big fan at some high school, and you take her to the prom. Why? So you so she can show off that she knows the star football player, of Alabama. He's how, a cele- how he's was, offici- how old was Brandy? He's officially when Kobe a celebrity. Took her to the prom. How old was Kobe? No, how old was Brandy? I don't know. Brandy was older than twenty. Brandy time, or when Kobe? Brandy, when Brandy took Kobe to his prom, okay, she was older than twenty. Okay, nobody bad an eye with that. Okay, so if Daddy want to take daughter, then what's the problem? Listen, with that? man, that if daughter is, wants Daddy to take her. Then what's the issue? It is ridiculous. It, oh man, that Daddy want to take why Daddy need to it, it, take right, this as a right. teacher. This should be a teachable moment. This should no. This should be a teachable moment that you say, hey, baby girl. Uh, Daddy can't go to the prom with you because daddies ain't supposed to be at proms with your daughters. But, but, no. I'm going to say, look, that's going to be another hard conversation. <laughs> Along with other hard conversations, be like, hey, baby girl. plenty of dads have not taken the dad. You know, this, yeah, like, come <laughs> on, man. Dads not like, taking that's daughters that's to prom. totally he, he inappropriate. Can. Like, you should start a foundation. You should, hey, baby girl, you know what we're going to do for that? We're going to start a foundation and have daddy-daughter dances. Hey. And we're going to find other... Daughters that feel like you, and we gonna have our own daddy daughter proms. They said she, yeah. she she didn't want it. She don't she didn't want to take anybody else. Listen, how she look? I don't oh, think she's ugly, ladies and gentlemen. That's our producer there. Steve. Steve chiming in. <laughs> hey man, Steve chiming in. You can't be ghost commenting. Hey, hey girl, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> You can't ghost hey, comment, man. I'm moving on. People gonna think it's oh, I'm moving people on. gonna think it's me, Zello, or oh, yeah. right. like, Who is Come that? On, <laughs> Who's that commenting on the format? Come on, man. Next. 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 Protest. Protest delayed the start of the Sacramento Kings Ooh. Atlanta Hawk game yeah. this past week because of another shooting of an unarmed black man who this time happened to be in the backyard of his grandparents' house, and they put 20 of them in them. I'm, 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 I'm 20 gonna be of them things. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I hadn't read much on this story. I hadn't even looked. Is there a video? I think there's a video. There's a body cam video. I ain't even looked at it. I ain't even trying to look at it. And I'm not going to even ask this something or nothing um, because we all. I think we can all see that it's something. But I will ask this, But though. the public treats it as nothing. Okay. Yeah, the public it's, it's, continues. Here, well, here's, it's not, it's not here's a lot what, of. So here's, it's not a lot of publicity. So here's what I realized a long time Thank ago. Thank you, right? Trump. So until until you have penalties, like really serious penalties for cops that continue to do these types of things, it's going to continue to happen. Those officers report to a police chief. That police chief reports to somebody. Nine times out of ten, that somebody or that other somebody reports to an elected official. But we continue to not cast ballots. We continue to be to withdraw from the political process because these types of things continue to happen when we should be sprinting to the ballot box in order to keep these types of things accountable. Wait, wait, wait. I guarantee if cops were getting the death penalty, if cops were getting the death penalty 
for shooting unarmed black men in a system of accountability, then you would not have this type of stuff. Oh, man, politics wouldn't change that. Vote, politics vote, would change, change that. Voting would not you change sound, that. You sound okay. Hey, look, so, look, so and I'm a person sound, who votes. I'm so, a person who but, votes, but I'm not sitting here thinking just because I cash a ballot, that's going to stop black men from getting killed by listen, cops. Listen, systems of accountability, of accountability, right? Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question, Greg. Systems of accountability, but it's who they who they keeping accountable. Let me ask you a question, Greg. And this was brought up earlier. If you paid cops more, you think that this kind of stuff would happen less? No, I think that it doesn't matter to pay. This stuff happens less. I when think you that I racism. think that the higher the pay, the more competitive the talent pool may be. Yes. Okay. But even if your talent pool isn't where you may want it to be. There should still be measures in place to prevent people from getting killed or atrocities from happening to them. You know what I mean? From from the water being bad to people getting killed to um, uh, a lot of other things that happen. Gross blight and negligence, uh, bad food and food deserts. Like all of these different things exist in communities because people refuse to keep the political structures and local government accountable for them. And the same goes with badly run police departments where bad cultures exist, where police continue to be able to do certain things without being held accountable. And if people, again, if they asses were on the line, this type of stuff wouldn't be happening. And so instead of saying our vote don't count in that system of accountability, like there's a reason why it continues to happen. There's, there's, there's yeah, a reason. Yeah, so, the reason is racism. Okay, so That's you the first, reason. so you say, hey, Mr. Racist, you can be racist and a bigot all at your house and on your grass, but that place for racism and bigotry, it ain't going to fill the ranks of this police department so, because when, when it does happen, and it's enough incidents that have occurred throughout the country, throughout police departments, where us as people that say we want this to stop happening, need to realize that a every officer is held to a certain standard and the people that hold them accountable there are other people that hold them accountable as well that should be asking certain questions that should be doling out certain punishments that should be be plugging into these conversations and it, it don't take no no grandiose policy it just takes people saying yo I'm going to make sure that the systems that's supposed to keep these people accountable keeps them accountable. Cops get fired all the time. So, but apparently not for shooting black folks. So, you know? do you understand why you telling people who have seen this thing happen for years, their generation, their parents' generation, their grandparents' generation, and so forth? You telling people that this is happening, this continues to happen because not enough folks are going out to vote, and no, you no, expect no. people because to because accountability. But when, when I know, but it's happening that across when, all when the industries. When I know, it's okay, not just, when, when bro, bigger than politics, but look, bro. no, 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 it's accountability. It, of course, it's bigger than politics. I'm just saying, the system in which this continues to happen is happening because we're not involved in the political process. It's happening because of racism. Well, and you're that, not going to change I, I, well, that through the political process. Well, racism runs through every industry, right? Right. Exactly, so, so exactly. race. But so you, you got. You so you got politics, ra you, though, No, 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 like, no, no. Like so, so, well, so when you got racist racism behind a badge and a gun, it ends up with dead black and brown people. When you got racism, when it comes to economic development, 
it ends with people getting forced out of their homes and gentrification. When you got racism related to health disparities, it means people don't have health insurance and they only have access to food that's perpetuating circumstances of type 2 diabetes because they can't get an apple, right? And so racism exists throughout a number of different vessels. I'm just saying that when it comes to badges and guns, there are systems of accountability, and at the highest level of those systems are elected officials. That that can influence hiring, influence firing through people that they select, through questions that they ask, and when things run rapid like this, I mean, it's. I guess. I it, guess what the boys- I think that it's it's not the total solution, Zet, but it has to be a part of it when you have a police chief that's in charge of police, and you have mayors and city managers that are in charge of the those scenarios, and at the end of the day, you have people that are elected that run these systems that are determined by votes. But when you look at who's voting, we ain't voting. <laughs> and so if you got somebody that's been sitting in a district, so, so I don't know much about the political structure of where this person or this this young man was killed. Not to say that, again, without having all the facts, I'm just saying, like, let's look at who's been in charge and how long they've been in charge and how long they've been dealing with these issues in order to say, all right, you know, who who's keeping who accountable? You know, because the situations that I see, when I think that people should be held guilty, they getting off, Right? Judges are elected officials as well. How judges determine? They elected. How mayors are determined? They elected. Council members elected. All these people involved are elected officials, but we don't vote. And so we say, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna tool up and when they come over here, we got some form. That ain't working. So it's never gonna work. So when Barack Obama and, and I guess this is federal, I mean this is this is different than local, but when Barack Obama was elected, what what was the narrative that um, black folks showed up in droves? Right? They said, yep. uh, what, and that what folks was it the narrative? It was a piece of the narrative. That was that was that was, folk, folks were saying that black folks showed up to vote for Obama. It's a piece of the narrative for sure. Right? But you uh, got other elected officials like you know what just happened in Alabama. It was black folks showing up in droves. So, for for a white male. So to say that. Because black folks don't vote, it's the reason that racism continues to manifest through economics, um, entertainment. It's certainly a reason why racism continues to manifest and exist but in the politics. Thing is, well, I guess the thing is, no, where's the trust in? Nobody has trust in folks who are running for office that they're actually going to fight, stand up to a system that seems built to keep folks down. Yeah, well, good luck, why, with, why good luck with changing it. So, so, so if I, you retreat from the football field, you'll never win any game. So I think what Greg is trying to say is like, hey... Something, something like this, tragic like this happens, all right? You've got elected officials in there, all right? If they're not doing anything about it, vote them out. Like district attorneys. Should be voting Dis- out everybody. So, so, there's a, so there's a district attorney in, in most counties <laughs> that run. sits back and says, we're going to pursue charges based off the evidence presented. Some district attorneys say, we ain't going to pursue shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and based upon the elected official in that seat, would determine certain things, how it's prosecuted, what's going to come to bear, like the political environment, like who's speaking for, who's speaking against. I'm just saying that if we want to really 
Like the badge and the gun is held accountable to a system. And if we refuse to be a part of that system, then we can't continue to complain about the badge and the gun. Right? <laughs> now I now I, just like any black man, I've been pulled over before. I've been called a nigga to my face. I've been I've been I've experienced a full spectrum of the black male experience. And I still strongly believe in this because I've heard, I've seen, I've witnessed all the other stuff that people talking about. You know, we can march and march and march and march. Now, I'm cool with that. But until we say we're going to march to these polls, until we're going to walk into these schools and talk about literacy, then kids ain't going to be able to read. They're going to be able to go anywhere they need to be, go anywhere they want to go. But I, I can't I still can't read. Like, come on, bro. Like walk into the school. All right. Indeed. I'm hey, <laughs> we got to roll. Hey, next, we're going to talk about this thing called Warm ghosting. And um, why folks do it? This is the Atlanta one. Yeah, yeah. Every nigga came with you. Hey, let you keep it real. Mm. Cause you ain't keep it real. Tell me what's the deal. I ain't tell nobody, but I'm about to sign the deal. Niggas saying no, we men should be getting real. Gotta keep it solid when you playing in the bill. So I came across this piece um, on my Twitter timeline. Shout out to Sasha. Um, this piece is called An Emotional Guide to Being Ghosted. Um, ghosting. The practice of silently ending a relationship by suddenly leaving all communication unanswered. Falling off the face of the earth. 11% of people admitted to have ghosted someone. And in another survey, 80% of the respondents between the ages of 18 and 33, 80% said that they have been on the receiving end. Damn. Guys, what are y'all's thoughts on the concept of ghosting? We're too small for me to ghost. You never ghosted? We're too small. Huh? Oh yeah, you ghosted. 
a time or two. A time or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I so may have it, thought I was ghosting, but it wasn't really. So, no, no, it's pretty direct. Kinda, nah, you, no, it's no, 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 no. You, you come all. to no, your senses. No, no, no. I'm, 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 you know what ghosting is. But it's you not come, a maybe kinda, I did. You kind of come to your senses like, yeah, I'm probably going to see this. World's, world too small. So, world too small. So, it's like, so it happens a lot because obviously confrontation. Nobody wants to deal with confrontation. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a theme across the board. You know, being direct is not something that that generally works out in your favor. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I could tell you my experience growing up. It was, it was we were always told, and we've seen through personal experience. If you if you're real with a woman, it, yeah, I just thought, yo, it it can turn left. Like you know, so you don't want to deal with that. It's like women are viewed as emotional; they can't handle truth. This type of mentality leads to a lot of this happening. You know, especially on my end. You know, where I have done that before. And I look back on it, and I, that's that's not the groove at all. Mm-mm. It's not the groove at all. No. You should always no, be direct, isn't. you know. But but to be direct with others, you got to be direct. You got to be real with yourself. But some people like ghost each other too, right? And so you mean I, I think ghosting. that I think that for clarity for those folks that hadn't heard the term, ghosting. is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So so yeah. there's like this is a. I think to your point, it's one side ghost. Like, well, that's what that's that's why they consider it. It's, in this yeah. article, they define it as one side, one person not responding to, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> one side not responding to the other person's, you know, yeah. communications to them. Yeah, you know, like so. So is this something like like what does this do? We talked about in a few episodes ago about um, relationships and the concept of consent, right? Like what is consent, um, and so it's, it's and we talked about how the lack of directness between you know a man and a woman can lead to these like gray areas of you know like consent. For an example, boy meets girl, boy wants to get with girl, but boy don't want to tell girl that hey I just I just want that poem. They ain't trying. They're not gonna be direct, directly straight up with you. They're gonna like flower you. They go they go talk to you, and then like when it happens, it's like all right I got it, you know. And they leave. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, so when we talk about the concept of ghosting, mm-hmm. you know, what what allows a person to come to their senses and say, you know what, that was completely an error. And it, it's a tough degree of discernment. You know what I mean? And you never get it right all the time. And I think that's why as humans, we go through different types of relationships and different type of phases uh, because it's something that you just never, ever get right. Totally. You just get more right with the right person most of the time. Um like for example, like you find somebody that you like, you know, is is more right. It feels good. Like you know, it's not perfect, but it's something that you want to continue doing, and it continues to grow into something rather than some one or the other party ghosting each other, right? And so, um, you know, with those conversations where stuff goes more right, or with those seasons where things go more right, um, you know, I think back even to some of my. I, like experiences, like you know, it's just it could be just the season that somebody's in, right? You know, but I think to fully ghost somebody might be a little negligent because you know you just never know how that karma come back to you, right? Right? Mm-hmm. It's that burning bridge thing. I gotta ask, have have y'all ever been ghosted? I've been ghosted. How's that feel? Um, weird, weird, like yeah. used. I felt. Did it make you like question your self esteem? Nah, nah. I you know what? No, you know what? Uh, maybe for a second. Nice maybe question. maybe for a second. Uh, but you know, um, 
as the case with with most men with mm-hmm. with rejection like yo you you have to bounce back cuz you're going to get you're going to hear a no every t- a, a time mm-hmm. or two so it's so tough because you're not you're probably not going to get like closure or the clarity as to why it happened if you want to receive it then no. it's like you just got to deal with it yeah. you know and and i guess it's probably not the same but on a level it's it's similar to when a parent you know, just all of a sudden, just psh, don't want to be involved in your life. I don't know. I, I I don't. I have never experienced. I've never been ghosted before, but I do empathize. I understand. Like if you, if something just all of a sudden, it it was going one way, and all of a sudden you don't. The person just falls off the face of the earth to you. You know, you, it's, it's natural. You gonna be looking at yourself like yo, like. But most often, when someone's ghosted, is it ever like? Is it is is it ever at the like the peak of the relationship or is it ever on 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 the the upswing? Nah, I wouldn't think so. I so would, nah. So I mean, generally, yeah, because because generally, generally, you know, something happened. Something happened, or you, people understand, like, hey, you know, I would hope so. Anyway, is is this something that we should just accept as like the cost of doing relationships, like that this could happen, or or do do we? Should we always expect that the other person will, you know, be upfront with us hmm. when it's time to go? That's, that's nah. an interesting question. I actually don't know. <laughs> nah, you shouldn't expect. You should. You should probably expect that anything goes, and in, in when it comes to you right. know, relationships, like yeah, because yeah. folks be masking all types of interests. Like, so I guess when I use the term mutually ghosting, maybe that's just called something else. In 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 general, like yeah, that, that's that's just a yeah, breakup. Like that's just yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, you we all knew why we were here. This relationship, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of yeah, it just kind of evaporates. Yeah. It, it becomes ghost. Um, <laughs> Hence the term. You know, like I I I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting question, but I will say that you know, technology certainly makes it different. Because yeah. you know your your access to people, you know, back in the day, folks used to send letters to each other. Back in how many letters you send, Greg? No, I don't think I ain't send back no in letters. The day. Yeah, <laughs> now you can slide the DMs. You can, you can do DM on the Facebook, the IG, using text message. You can call. You know, so it's all kind of stuff going on. Yeah, you, send you can no Skype, up. Facetime, everywhere. For you sure. know, it's like so it's it's. Yeah, it's hey, all kind of access access to people now. If you're listening to this, hey, be direct. Be direct with who you're dealing with. You know, if you don't, if you ain't trying to go forward, if this relationship has outlived its usefulness, let them know. Ladies, um, don't leave them broken. Please don't leave them broken. But but you know, it's another thing. This is a gender specific thing. I feel like like most women. If I ask ten women, have they been ghosted? Nine of them, eight of them will probably be like, yeah. But guys. The number is probably lower. That percentage is probably lower. I don't know. This is an informal poll. I don't know. Y'all, y'all tell me, formal listeners, if 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 this is a gender um, thing or is it just one of those things that everybody get it equally? I don't know. I think it's a gender thing. Everybody can get it. Just like I mean, just like the double standard. I mean, like that's why that, those types of terms exist because I think it's heavily weighted uh, to where you probably got more ladies getting ghosted than men. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, that's not that's not me. That's just me shooting from the hip. Like, yeah, same thing I said too. Not, not seeing any numbers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Not trying to be sexist or anything like that. Yeah, you know, Shalon come back. We got to ask her about this. We got we got to get her opinion on this for sure. You we think Shalon's ghosted a few? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Dang. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> 
Yeah, shout out to Shalon. Hey, yo, but we gotta we gotta land this plane, man. Before I go, I want to give a special thank you to Oye. Oye, thank you for coming through the studio. Oh, you did your thing, man. Yeah, you know, appreciate you having us, man. Yo, with your insight, having, having me out, dog. You know, yeah, I really wanted him. to get at Greg a little bit more, but you know. Nah, hey, look, man, we still got. Look, I'm gonna throw a couple jabs at you. Post wrap up, you know. Hey, look, I'm ready for it. I got, <laughs> anything I got is an opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Hey, y'all can reach us at theatlantaformula.com. Also, hit us on our socials at the Atlanta Formula Facebook and IG, and our email at theatlantaformula at gmail dot com. And without further ado, we are out of here. Sure. This is the formula. Yeah, yeah, this is my palace. Champagne in my chalice. I got it all covered like a wedding band. Wonderland, so my alias is Alice. And we gon' start a motherfucking pussy riot. Or we gon' have to put them on a pussy diet. Look at that, I guarantee I got them quiet. Look at that, I guarantee they all inspired. A-Town made it out there. Straight out Kansas City, yeah, we made it out there. Celebrated, graduated, made it past fail. Sassy, classy, Kool-Aid with the kale. Mama was a G, she was cleaning hotels. Papa was a driver, I was working retail. Kept us in the back of the store, we ain't hitting no more. Moon lit, nigga, lit, nigga. Already got the Oscar for the Casa. Running down Grammys with the family. Probably give a Tony to the homies. Probably get an Emmy dedicated to the highly melanated. Arc Android orchestrated. Yeah, we highly melanated. Arc Android orchestrated. Yeah, Gemini still jamming. Box office numbers and they doing outstanding. Running out of space on the damn bandwagon. Remember when they used to say I look too manish? Black girl magic, y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't ban it. Made out like a bandit. They've been trying hard just to make us all vanish. I suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet. Jane Bond, never Jane Doe. And I Jane Go, never Sambo. Black and white, yeah, it's always been my camo. It's looking like y'all gon' need some more ammo. I cut them off, I cut them off, I cut them off like Van Gogh. Now, damn right for the angle. I got away with murder, no scandal. <laughs> Cue the violins and violas. We gave you life, we gave you birth. We gave you God, we gave you earth. We film the future, don't make it worse. You want the world, well, what's it worth? Emoticons, Decepticons, and Autobots. Who twist the plot, who shot the sheriff, then fled to Paris in the darkest hour, spoke truth to power, made a fan out of your girlfriend. Let's get caught downtown in the whirlwind and paint the city pink, paint the city pink, and tuck the pearls in just in case the world in. Huh. And nigga, down dog, nigga, move back, take a seat, you are not involved. And hit the mute button, let the vagina have a monologue. Mansplaining, I fold them like origami. What's the way, baby? This is a tsunami. For the culture, I kamikaze. I put my life on a lifeline. If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? Huh? Do anybody got it? Do anybody got it? I say anybody got it.